Hi, I'm Miles Budimir, Senior Editor for Motion Control with Design World Magazine, and welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for April 28th, 2015. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about some trends in speed control and motors as well. Uh, I'm joined here today by, uh, or I'm here today with Todd Walker, who's the Vice President of Marketing for Oriental Motor USA out in uh, Torrance, California. Uh, a little bit about Todd. Todd has over 20 years of industry uh, experience working with uh, all kinds of applications, including semiconductors, uh, packaging industry as well, uh, as well as many others. So thanks for joining us here today, Todd. Sure. Glad to be part of it. All right. So uh, so let's start off. Um, so we mentioned uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about speed control and, and, and motors as well. So um from your perspective out there, uh, what are people looking for in terms of speed control, or what's uh, what's what's kind of out there? Are there any trends that people should know about? Yeah, thank you, Miles. Um, historically, we've seen a lot of people doing speed control with either AC motors, uh, using a variable frequency drive, or even going as far as doing speed control with servo motors. Um, all of those, you know, between the AC motor and the, and the VFD and the servo motor, you get many different price points and many different types of speed control performance going on. And we're also seeing a much greater trend with PLCs coming, uh, talking to the speed control at a much uh, more higher level, okay. uh, meaning that the PLC wants to talk directly to and control the different, different aspects of speed control rather than, say, an operator. So... We're seeing uh, a lot more technology come into the speed control area, especially when you consider uh, the DC motor range. Okay. Um, so you mentioned DC motors then. Uh, what, can you, uh, what can you tell us about uh, Brush's DC motors? I know those, are, uh, uh, those have made a, uh, I don't want to say a comeback, I guess, but uh, they're, they're becoming more common, I guess, in, in certain uh, type of speed control applications. So what can you tell us about the, uh, the Brush's DC motors? Sure. I'm talking uh, primarily from a 30-watt up to, say, a half-horsepower okay. brushless DC motor. Okay. Um, we're, we're finding that those motors are able now to take over uh, typically what the variable frequency drives and also the servo motors have been able to do because DC motors, brushless DC motors, are now able to run fairly high RPM, uh, in our case up to 4,000 RPM, and what they allow the, the designer to do is actually downsize their equipment. Uh, almost all servos and AC motors run through a gearbox. So the speed of the, the output speed of the DC brushless motor, coupled with the fact that it already needs a controller, which is easy to mate up to a PLC, mm -hmm. um, really offers uh, some distinct design advantages. It saves a lot of space. You can actually increase more torque. Um, of course, I mentioned that speed advantage that it offers. And, right. of course, the, brush, the brushless DC motors all come with a wide variety of gearboxes from parallel shafts, spur gears, high-point gearboxes, um, DC brushless motors. Also offer brakes, which allow for some kind of basic crew positioning, uh, which vector uh, VC or VFDs uh, tend to struggle a little bit. They're just not as user-friendly there. Okay. Um, and the AC motor market is actually starting to catch up to that to that area and offer some other distinct advantages, especially when you consider all the price points involved. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned uh, there towards the end, you mentioned something about uh, the uh, uh, AC motors kind of catching up there. Um, so 
what's I guess what's new or, or, or what's relevant there in the speed of, uh, in terms of AC uh, speed control? Sure, sure. So going back to the servo motor advantage, one of the big advantages to the servo motors is it offers closed loop because that's how a servo motor operates. Right. And even some uh, uh, variable frequency drives uh, read the back EMF or whatnot to, to kind of close the loop. Brushless motors offer that distinct advantage, too, because they require feedback to control. So the, the, all of those that I just described are all closed loop. Mm-hmm. So now what we're seeing is we're starting to see companies that actually are putting encoders, or in our case, TACO generators on the back of AC motors, and tying that into a very simple controller that can talk to PLCs and allow for uh, much more simple, uh, much more cost-effective speed control at a wide variety of AC motor ranges. And in our particular case, we're we're able to do it at a 110-volt input single phase all the way up to a three-phase 230-volt. Okay. All right, good. so you've you've actually mentioned several times the um, the the kind of tie-in with um, PLCs as well. Is that something that you're seeing more of? I guess. Yeah, especially in the packaging market, we're seeing a lot of people trying to reduce the wires and trying to make a, a central controller um, with the PLCs becoming smaller and more compact and even being tied into touchscreens. Um, everybody wants a central control point and everything talking the same language and being able to control it. Uh, very simply, and of course, price always plays a big deal. Sure. Um, if if the, you know there wasn't a big price advantage, everybody would go to a high-end servo system and have all the bells and whistles. Right. But that's not always the case, and that's not always something you can do. So, looking at uh, things that we're seeing in speed control, um, if you if you want a, a higher higher RPM, wider speed control range with some feedback and some uh, basic positioning, the brushless DC. Uh, really has been a, becoming a strong advantage there. Um, if your speed control is really uh, rudimentary, kind of basic, but you want to tie back into that PLC like you asked, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's now a whole lot of different uh, price point variations out there, and you don't always have to operate on a three-phase system now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's pretty uh, uh, it's pretty wild seeing how how the the size of PLCs over the years it just kind of keeps shrinking you know how they keep getting smaller and and, and kind of really more powerful too and more more functions are being offered in them too it's just uh, it's kind of mind-boggling from the old PLCs you think about decades ago right yeah absolutely absolutely okay um, well great thanks uh, thanks for your time today Todd and thanks for uh, uh, talking with us here sure sure glad to part glad to be part of it miles all right, and uh, and thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, you can subscribe to Design World's uh, Technology Tuesdays podcast uh, and check out uh, check out uh, other episodes at soundcloud.com backslash design hyphen world. And you can always get the latest need to know engineering information at www.designworldonline.com. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.